All right, folks, back here with uh, Senator Click Bishop. How you doing? Good afternoon. Great, Jeff. Thanks for asking. You got my favorite uh, Alaska bolo tie on. Yeah, I got the, the tie that uh, Don Young traditionally wears all the time. That we, is the Don Young bolo tie style. That's right. right. And I'm, I'm happy to say that one of my administrative uh, aides at the Department of Labor made this for me, and it's made out of porcupine quills. Well, it looks looks awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. A lot of compliments on it. So, so I've been to your office before. But before I was ever in your office, people would always say, "You got to go to Senator Bishop's office and see all of his model trucks and all of his model um, equipment, little uh, toy trucks there." And you got some really nice ones here. Yeah, we have a collection Lo- of uh, loader, a bulldozer. We have everything, and and uh, before you know, when I first started uh, uh, running our apprenticeship and training program. Uh, I was a statewide coordinator, and before the advent of simulators, believe it or not, I used to use a lot of those uh, scale models on the tabletop in the classroom before and, and show the proper procedure for All right. hooking up to, uh, to a scraper or loading a truck or excavating a ditch with a backhoe. And, uh, and then we'd go out into the field and <clears throat> get orientated on the equipment and and so forth. So those were my training aids. Uh, plus, I, I collect them as well. And uh, then, as time progressed and technology progressed, we upgraded and got simulators. So, but oh. I, uh, I really enjoy my collection, and a lot of people comment on it. So you have a you have a labor background. Were you, all, were you always in Fairbanks? Yeah, I mean Fairbanks was home base, but I worked all over the state. My dad was. I'm a third generation labor guy, and and proud to say my daughters are now in the fourth generation and uh of bishops in the construction industry so oh wow uh, but i grew up uh, uh all over the state actually my with my dad being in his position and with uh, green construction and that time they were the largest civil contractor in the state and so i i've went to school from ketchikan to northway and points in between and and uh, depending upon where the work was at, you know, we traveled, and, and our, my dad took us with him everywhere uh, in our travel trailer and uh, on highway and off highway, you know, if we were out on a remote airstrip uh, project uh, like in St. Mary's, in, in Monic, Alucknuck, uh, wherever. I've, so I've been all over the state uh, as a child and then uh, uh, consequently covered a lot of the same territory uh, when I was working the trade, so... So yeah. what did you, what did you, were you initially um, a tradesman and then you went to the training side or how, how did you kind of start I, off? Yeah, yes, I, that's, that's, that's true. I, I, I uh, started out in my trade. I'm an operating engineer, local 302, and I started out uh, as like every operator did uh, in those days before we, I started before we had a registered apprenticeship program. What year was that? 74. So you were doing pipeline stuff or? Yeah, I, I graduated from Lathrop High School midterm and January of uh, December of seventy four and was working on taps about three or four days later. Oh wow! So you were you were uh, there right in the thick of it. Oh yeah, right in the thick of it. And uh, uh, so starting out uh, as a rig oiler on a on a crane, and then you work your way up to a service oiler, and that's how you progress through the trade. Uh, and but then then we a year later, my local got the apprenticeship program, and so then you. 
people were coming through the apprenticeship program, and, and that's the right way to go because you get a good uh, foundation and safety and health and, and proper machine operation, et cetera, et cetera. So. This has recently you know, been, been kind of in the news. I, I reported on it. There was a kind of an attempt to change how the apprenticeship program works. I mean, right now, to become a, a journeyman, you do 8,000 hours under um, a journeyman, right? That, that, it, that's true to, to a point. Depending upon the trade, whether now an operating engineer is six thousand dollars. Okay, I guess I was thinking for pl- plumbing and plumbers electrical. and pipe fitters and uh, electricians. Uh, I believe they're still an eight thousand hour program. So there's kind of an idea to to do a different path where it was twelve thousand, but not necessarily the kind of work. It's kind of maybe confusing for me to understand. But there was some enough confusion where the department is kind of back. And you you wrote a letter. I did. About, I wrote a letter to the commissioner. Um, I, I talked to the department on the phone first and, and had a conversation with the commissioner, having been there and been a former com- commissioner of labor and, and uh, having had 20 years experience dealing with registered apprenticeship. Uh, there's, their, their program, their, their idea was not to affect directly the, the uh, registered apprenticeship programs, but create a <clears throat> on-the-job training program uh, above and beyond. So I had a conversation with her. Then I followed up with a with a written letter on that. So, but they like you say they pulled that back and they're going to rethink that. Mm-hmm. And so that's good. That's good, right? The process worked. Yeah, I, th- I think in that case, a lot of the folks, the labor folks, and also like the associated builders and contractors, nobody they didn't feel like they were really engaged. Nobody was comfortable with it on either side of the aisle. Well, someone told me when the ABC and the labor is on the same page, you, you know something's going on. <laughs> yeah, tip, that typically that's a sign that uh, you might need to pull back and rethink. So when were you labor? You were labor commissioner for? 2006 to 2012. So uh, Parnell. Well, Palin. Palin, I guess, yeah. I started with Governor Palin. So you were there for four, six six years. I was. Mm-hmm. Well, normally it's uh, people are four, right? So yeah, I was. Stay a, longer, though, I, guess. I think at that time I was the second longest serving uh, commissioner of labor. So how did you, you had the background in the, in the labor and the apprenticeship. Um, did, did you express interest or did they come to you? How did, no. how did, how did this happen? I didn't express interest. <laughs> I, I was beyond my wildest dreams. You know, I was, uh, uh, administ- administrator for our trust and our apprenticeship program. And <clears throat> governor Palin called me out of the blue and, and, uh, anyway, uh, uh finally convinced me after several phone calls and several weeks of back and forth uh, 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 why I needed to come to Juno and and do my civic duty and did you, did you know her or did you uh the only the only time I had met her briefly when she was mayor because uh, our apprenticeship and training program was yet yeah, in those days was lo- located on 1.1 mile Palmer Wasilla highway and we would do uh, volunteer projects for um, uh, different groups, right? And, but before I could do a volunteer project, you know, there's a, a list of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, criteria that has to be met because I'm public, I'm funded with, with trust dollars by contributing contractors. And, you know, I just can't take out, take a whole spread of equipment and go do a job that would theoretically mm-hmm. knock a contractor. Yeah, somebody might say, wait a minute, I, w- yeah. I want to do that job. Right. So, but so anyway, uh, 501c3 nonprofits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then I could do the project. And then, so uh, Governor Palin, the skateboard park 
in Wasilla. I was approached by her to take a look at uh, bringing the equipment down and our guys and and uh, grading out this uh, uh, skateboard park. And so I that we we did that in about I don't know ninety eight or ninety nine you know somewhere way before she ever ran for governor so i had met her that time and then i think one other time we did another volunteer project uh for uh for for wasilla another little grading project uh out there as you come into the city to uh that sign that says welcome to wasilla mm-hmm. uh that 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 little project so, th- so but that's so no had, i didn't know her well enough had, to stop in at her home and 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 do a cold call for tea and crumpets right so she just called you and said hey i'm yep. governor palin i want you to be labor commissioner mm-hmm. what would you <laughs> that's, well, a, that's a call isn't it it is a call uh, and i still have the message saved on my phone recorder <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! We should play that on the podcast. Yeah. that'd be a, that'd be something else. Yeah. So you were for, you said it took a few weeks. You maybe yeah, weren't it took me a few weeks. Or? No, I wasn't interested. Not it, it wasn't because I wasn't flattered by the the call. It's just um, I didn't think that I had the. Yeah, you know, I don't have a college degree. You know, I just got a lot of years of hard knocks, and uh, uh, where I was at, uh, I had a very well running operation. Uh, doing a lot of good for a lot of people in Alaska. And, you know, she was very popular. And I didn't want to come down here. And, and, and I, was, I, was, I was apprehensive on my ability, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't want to uh, be a detriment to her, right? So, but anyway, she, we, we, I finally said yes. And, and, you know, and it was a good six years. And, you know, we did a lot of good things down there at Labor. Uh, you're, you're married, right? Mm-hmm. 40, 44 years. Oh, wow. So what did you go to the wife and say, hey, uh, something came up here? Well, <laughs> no, no. Well, she called me and says, Governor Palin wants to talk to you because the message was on the phone. Oh, I was, wow. So she, she knew right away. <laughs> yeah, she knew before I did. <laughs> um, yeah, so. so, you know, it's funny you mentioned the college degree thing. I mean, I've read there's a lot of information out now published about how there's a shortage of, of tradespeople in, in the mm-hmm. country because for so long it was like, go to college, go to four-year degree. And a lot of people were doing that and still do that. And they borrow 50,000, 100,000 to get a four-year degree that essentially doesn't doesn't provide them right. any ability to earn money. Right. Uh, and at the same time, you have people in, you know, the trades that they're begging, you know, trying so hard to find people. Right. Ab- and that, and those are high-paying jobs, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, um, any, any of your skilled trades... Uh, if if you want to put your nose to the grindstone and then the works there, uh, and stay after it, you can make you can make a hundred thousand plus a year. So what was it like being commissioner? I mean, you were running the tra- so you had run a program, so you had people under you, you had managed people before it wasn't right. I before I I told her yes, but I need to make one phone call. I said I need to make one phone call because my my strength in labor is the apprenticeship and training side, right? I, I, I know that inside and out. <clears throat> for your Title 36 stuff, you know. Um, What's that? That, that? That's for the wage and hour. Okay. And, and contracts, et cetera, et cetera. I was in on negotiations, a lot of them, right? But not uh, just from the training component side. But I, I had a great overview of collective bargaining agreements, et cetera, and, uh, and how uh, uh, Little Davis Bacon works um, on, on publicly funded construction projects and in the safety and health side of the house, I understood real well. I had to call a friend of mine here in Juneau that lives here in Juneau 
and he was retired and i called him and and said dale would you uh like to i need you to uh if you would uh come help me and and if you'll come help me as my special assistant um uh, i'll call her back and tell her yeah but if you won't come then and i'm gonna have to say no oh <laughs> so what they'll say he said, said yes, hell guess, yeah right? he said hell we can't break it any worse than anybody else has broken anything <laughs> down there so uh he so we had a six-year good run and uh, he's a dear friend of mine and he's still here in Juneau, and we talk all the time so when, when you're um labor commissioner i mean i'm, I'm sure, assume you're trying to balance I mean, you have a labor background you're trying to balance the, the 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 wants and the needs of the labor folks also with the kind of the the wants and the needs of the state right so right it's uh uh, you walk on a razor blade all day long, right? Because I'm a labor guy, right? That's where I came from. But I'm not. I, I'm so. But when I took an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States and the state of Alaska, to administer the rules, statutes, and regulations at the Department of Labor, now I'm the commissioner of labor for all people in the state, mm-hmm. union and non-union. So. You know, some days your friends are kicking you in the ass, and the next day, uh, uh, the, you know, and the, then the other side likes you, and then vice versa. But it's like politics. It's like politics. You it know? is. Some but days you know, people love you, and the next day they're mad at you. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm happy to say I, I was able to navigate that pretty well. You never read about me on the front page of the paper in six years as commissioner. Yeah, I, I didn't hear about you, so I ran. For the Senate in 20, 2012, uh, I, I lost. You you also ran in twenty twelve, right? Yep. And um, that was at the time there was the kind of coalition going on, and the mm-hmm. that was a big issue then. But you you had um, were you was it redi- I ran redistricting against, or was it an open seat or was it, it was an new? open seat? So who'd, who'd you uh, who'd you? I run ran with? against Ralph Seekins and David Eastman. Oh yeah, that's three, right. Yeah, three way primary. That's right. Yes, he was the Seekins is the car guy, right? Mm-hmm. So. Why, why did you decide that you were commissioner? Did, did you just decide, you know, want to be in legislature? And what, what kind of got you to that point? Oh, I, it's just like being commissioner of labor, you know. This this desk here is the commissioner's desk, Tom Cashin's desk. It's a nice desk. And uh, uh, that's a territorial legislature's desk, a uh, 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 commissioner's desk. That, that's an old desk, and it's a quality desk. Yeah, it's and, a lot bigger than some of the other ones I've seen. Right. So I... Uh, I, I used to, you know, t- testified here in the building for six years and delivered six budgets and proud to say that I made 99.9% of my uh, 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 committee meetings as commissioner defending the department's budget with, with, with good lifelines behind me if I needed them, and, uh, and I did from time to time. So um, I used to, you know me, I'm pretty... I'm always got a smile on my face. You do. And, you're and, one of the. You're one of the and, more more uh, optimistic people around here. It right. Seems like. And and uh, I used to tell some of my colleagues here in the building, you know, they were then you know setting lawmakers. But I said, you know, it might be it might be fun asking the questions for a while instead of answering the questions. <laughs> <laughs> other side of the table. <laughs> on the other side of the table. So uh, uh, anyway, the seat came open. I had some people that said, "Click you." Man, could you could you step up and take a shot at this? So and you, I, you you'd never run for office before, right? No, huh? So what was it like? I mean, a lot of the folks in the Senate were in the House, or maybe they were on a local assembly or council. Um, some of them were, you know, only in the Senate. 
Mm-hmm. And you're one of the ones who had never been never previously. Been, no. Never what was it like going into, I mean, that's kind of the sentence, the higher body. And right. it's a little, you know. Well, I already knew what I wanted to do. I mean, I, nothing against the house, but I testified in both bodies. And, and you know, the Senate was what I wanted to try to, you know, after I made up my mind, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go after my, you know, friends talking to me say, hey, you got to take a shot at this. Well, I, there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to come to the Senate. Was it, um, must have been a whole new experience campaigning, raising money, you know, talking to, I mean, we're talking to folks in legislature, but now you're talking to the public. Right. It was, it, it was, the campaign was a hoot. You had fun? Oh, yeah, it was a blast. Uh, I have a, I had a campaign team, uh, had and still do, that I'll put up against anybody's campaign team in this state. The cross section of people that's on that campaign team is 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 long distinguished and so i had a great team and and they had something they could work with you know in 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 myself and i don't mind talking to people you know the bigger the crowd the better i get do you ever get sometimes i I feel like some some of the people will say oh well he's a union guy or that's kind of one of the things people bring up does that bother you or do you just kind of go roll with it no it doesn't bother me because people that say that, when you talk to them, they don't have an understanding of labor. Right. No, I, I when I ran in 2012, you know, I was around some very um, specific people who had very, you know, anti-labor, right-to-work ideas. And, you know, when you're around those people, um, everything they tell you sounds good and you believe it. But then eventually when you start to realize what's really happening, you, you realize that a lot of that stuff is just – it's one-sided or it's it's kind of even nonsensical oh yeah there's two sides to every story you know and is labor perfect no you know uh but uh that's but uh um but that can be said for any discipline right Mm -hmm. Uh, every every organization has something that that uh um uh could be a um uh stoner around their neck you know what i mean um but i'm glad to say that uh, i take those opportunities for those kinds of people that don't understand labor and oh he's a union guy and da, 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 da. that doesn't bother me there's an opportunity to educate well you know when the when the strong when the middle class uh is strong and when people are earning good wages i mean that's better for everybody Sure. And, and there's, uh, you know, sentiment from some folks who, who want to see folks, you know, almost earn earn little money, which I, I've never understood that. No, m- m- me either. I mean, you know, I'm a strong supporter of a defined benefit plan. They work uh, if you're honest with the multiplier mm-hmm. and uh, and realistic and uh, and have good actuaries. And then, you know, my local, we, we not only had actuaries, but we had actuaries to watch the actuaries. Right, kind of like I used to call them the star chamber, you know, that hovered a bunch above the actuaries, and kind of like the arm board does now, right? So they got people checking. It's a retirement uh, board. Yeah. So when you were um, elected in 2012, I mean, that was money was there, a lot of savings, the price of oil was really high, and you know, obviously over time that's changed. The savings Mm -hmm. have been kind of depleted. The the permanent fund is dividend is still the big issue. I mean, what do you? What do you see happening? I mean, I know last session it was the kind of it, it just uh, dominated everything, especially at the end. And now here we are again. It's an election year, mm-hmm. and you know we're the savings are kind of getting pretty low. What do you, what do you 
Is that that's probably again the big issue this that, year? Right? That's the, the big the issue. Day. That'll be the bit. That'll be the the focus of discussion after we get the operating budget passed. Is 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 is, is the dividend? So um, something's got to give sooner or later because uh, you're going to be out of savings in a, another year and a half. You know. Is it um, how much different is it being in the Senate now compared to in 2013? You know, when you got elected, when there was. Ton of ton of money. I mean, the price of oil was really over a hundred. Well, it's yeah, it, it's easy. I'm not. I won't say it's ever easy to govern, but it's easier to govern and get along when 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 the uh, uh, revenue is uh, uh, sound. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When when you when you uh, have a have a surplus in your bank account and and it and it uh, it's it's easier, definitely. Uh, when you get down to the nitty gritty like we are now, then that's that's when you start testing character. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Uh, so you're on the finance committee this, right. this uh, time. I, I, I got to say, I that, that's you guys meet so early. Why do you meet so early? Well, <laughs> I like the Senate Finance Committee, but it starts at like nine. Yeah, we do. We, the Senate starts at at uh, nine, and we end. We like to end early too, right <laughs> in the afternoon. Because <laughs> yeah, the House Finance starts around one or one thirty, so. right? And, more and, in the afternoon, right? Later. You know, but I don't know. I mean, it's just, uh, um, you know, my day starts. Uh, I'm in here usually by six thirty in the morning, and you can look at the mess on my desk. It's, A lot of papers, right? And so, when do I have time to look at that? Well, I have time between six thirty and eight o'clock. And this week, I've been having meetings with constituents and groups at seven thirty. So, I've already I've lost a half hour. But and my staff says, "Boss, you just you're just slammed." And, but I have a pretty much a standing order that if people spend the money, what it costs to come here to to visit, you know what I mean, and talk their issues, then they're going to get my time. I mean, that's that's uh. That's why you're here, right? I mean, that's for yeah. the constituents. Right. And then so Saturday, I'll be in here tomorrow morning and Sunday morning. And and by Sunday evening, I should be hopefully caught up for the next week. Do you, so Fairbanks a little more difficult than Anchorage because you have to fly through Anchorage. There's, right. There's no direct and, flight. So do you go back a lot? Do you try to go back a little bit or during uh, session? I do. I try, to, I try to get home every three weeks. So... You know, I go home because my wife, you know, she's home. God bless her, taking care of the house when it's double digits below zero, and and uh, and the zone valve never goes out when I'm I, I, I at home. It goes out when I'm down here. I, I don't know. I don't know how you deal with it. I mean, we've had this cold snap in Anchorage, you know, the last month in January, and I got my my heating bill, and it was uh it was normally eighty ninety bucks, and it was two hundred and twenty. Oh, I feel so sorry. And, and, for and you. I posted about it on my Facebook and everybody and their brother from Anchorage was like, yeah, it's my bills to double or triple, you know, cause of the cold. And then these Fairbanks people started getting on there and saying like, we do not have any empathy or sympathy. <laughs> Nobody in Fairbanks got any empathy for Anchorage. I mean, isn't some of those bills and the, and the heating bills in the winter can be 500 or a thousand dollars. That's true. Yeah. That's more than, it could be more than a mortgage. Couldn't well, it? Well, th- that's just the heating. You didn't add the electricity bill for that month. Now wow, some people are paying, when when um, when we when, when was it in uh, the fall of eleven, spring of twelve, when oil was through the roof and we're paying four forty a gallon. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Delivered. 
so to your home and and when you have the degree days like we've had in the last month in Fairbanks um, it doesn't take many gallons to get a thousand dollar heating oil bill now compound that with your uh, uh, electric bill which is another five to six hundred a month so now you're at sixteen hundred just for the month it's just nuts I mean I, I only got a few minutes left but I mean it seems like uh, you know this gas line to Fairbanks would alleviate I mean, in Anchorage we have for for years we had the cook inlet uh, credits mm-hmm Billion, billions in, in tax credits, and then now we have the very low tax on the oil and gas. So, so South South Central folks get a pretty good deal. On they the gas. do, and they do. And I, you know, I I I want to I want to lower the utility rates for everybody in the rail belt. And and I'm I'm I've had two hearings on hydro hearings. Uh, one Sioux Sitna specifically. Yeah, that's, that's kind of talk. That's getting talked about a little more now. Yeah, and it's it's the it's the right thing to do. I mean, I'll just end with this: is um, uh, I want to put a century's worth of savings in people's pockets, and and if you build that dam, that will do that. That will do that. You know, if we'd have built it in 85, we'd have been five and a half to six cents a kilowatt on the rail belt right. right now. Yeah, so it's crazy. The gas line or the Susitan Dam or all these, there's so many projects we've been talking about for 30 or 40 years yeah. in the state. It's All right. Well, well good. Senator well, Bishop, I want to thank you. I know you got more meetings. I know you're a busy guy, but I've been wanting to do the podcast with you for a long time. Yeah, so that's good. You're, you're, the, you're one, of the, one of the holy grails. I got you. Okay, yeah. So thanks again, Senator Bishop, and we'll be seeing you around the Capitol, all right? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. Bye. All right, folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Let's